Okay, it's, let's see, it's after 3 a.m. I can't sleep. <sighs> the medicine that I was given for my hospital specialist that I had appointment with was last week at the hospital. Sometimes I was told will work uh, for anxiety. They sometimes give for anxiety, but uh, really it's also, it's, really to help with the tumor pain and it's down my legs both legs um, but it's interesting is I feel like that connection I've talked to other people with ovarian tumors and that have gone through oncology treatments and maxed it out and things grow back is I've asked people that are really in tune with their body um, as I belong to a couple online support groups and I've been on it the past half an hour, I just can't sleep. And uh, luckily it's an international support group. And I've had other women also say they feel a connection with um, anxiety that they have and with their tumor and things grow back. And I know this to be true because that's how I feel. Um, and remembering that when your ovarian tumors and that grow back, it throws everything off. These are hormones. Um, you throw autoimmune and Addison's and chemicals thrown off. Um, it's just like lighting a flame, you know? And it's tough, and I'm noticing my anxiety is just getting worse. And although they give me medicine, it's not working. Um, medicine take for pain at night. I literally am now doubling it. So we know I go back, um, at the end of this month, if need to be earlier, because as I was told, as you know, we have to increase things as things get bigger and the pain gets worse. We have to keep increasing things. Um, we're on the low end, but you know, there's room for growth, let's just say, room for changing things up and increasing the dosage. But um, notice I have a hard time with the pain, controlling the pain, and anxiety kicks up. And then, of course, this tumor is just, um, let's just say from a woman's point of view, it knocked out cycles and then it regenerated itself. So I have two different ovaries, two different cycles. So you can imagine how thrown off my body is. And this is things I know I don't talk about, but I'm just going to be brutally honest. Um, it's got, um, just trying to balance me out is really difficult. I have to say I thought about this as I just can't sleep. And anxiety, your mind races. Um, so true. As uh, Sometimes I don't think I give myself enough credit for so much SH star T I've dealt with. Um, not just what people have done um, and not been kind, but what I've gone through physically, and I'm still here talking about it, and how tough it's been because it's affecting me, um, my emotional, mental well-being. Because I was told that um, anxiety can be triggered too because you have so much change in chemical and hormone what's going on with your health. And when you make prognosis after five years, things get harder each year. Um, 
it gets tougher and you end up with secondary problems and complications from this thing growing back. And then you have other small sites that branch off. And um, I don't give myself enough damn credit that I deserve. I'm <laughs> just thinking about it. Like, I've been through so much. And people have been so goddamn unkind. Um, I just sit there and think, how could you not include someone? How can you just sit back and let someone just be exiled, excluded, not invited? And knowing they're trying to be part of a circle and not just one, but the same people inside that circle shutting a person out that should be part of it should be part of you and you just keep blocking every initiative that they make every goddamn attempt excuse my french but sometimes you have to think outside of yourself really and look at it as just um put your emotions and everything aside and think logically and with trauma therapy I'm taught to think logically and how to. And it really just is just um, disgusting. Um, you don't treat people like that, period. No. You don't. And how long it's been. It's sickening. It's disgusting. It's unacceptable. It's damn right not okay. This will be the first holiday season where I literally felt so isolated for so many years because I was that I literally, and this is the truth, I never talked about it except through trauma therapy, but now I'm allowing myself to breathe and feel and I'm freeing myself. And this is my story and this is the truth. I was so isolated that I started isolating myself. I was self-isolating. Um, they don't consider it depression. It's more of this. Um, my trauma therapist before, the one I'm seeing now, I've been seeing it for a while, said it's just a way of you literally were putting so many walls up, you were protecting yourself. But you were isolating yourself from everyone because you were so hurt by the people who should never hurt you and should always love you unconditionally, support you, and help you. And you were so isolated that you started isolating yourself. I had periods of time where neighbors would comment um, and say it. And one was a little concerned that they didn't see me leave the house for like a month. I was sick, yes, internally. But let's remember, I dealt with illness, uh, chronic illness my whole life since I was an infant and many times in years throughout my life, I don't remember because I was far too young. But medical records have all surfaced, and now I have a story um, my life that I'm still reading records and flipping through and learning and having all these epiphanies and aha moments and connecting every dot that I ever missed or any question that I was that was questionable and everything I couldn't understand. But I want a particular neighbor who voiced... Um, I had to go to court for Eric 
This is the truth. Um, and um, as a spouse, um, I went to court for him because I thought he was going to get help and change. And the judge was hoping he would change, and he didn't. He got worse. But I remember a neighbor saying they were a little concerned. Um, they saw my car was in the garage, but I wasn't leaving. That neighbor said that. I want to be brutally honest with you, but most importantly, I need to be honest with myself. But I know I'll help other people who have gone through this. And know it's, it's okay to feel, express yourself, and validate what happened and what was going on with me. And this is where validation is really a big part of therapy I'm going through. Is um, I was isolating myself because I didn't want to get hurt by anyone because I was going through a cycle of constantly getting hurt and holding on to hope and trying to force the same people to love me by showing me I'm worthy of being a part of that circle. And I kept getting shoved and pushed out and really bad things that were transpiring that are not normal. And um, to answer your question, I was isolating myself I was getting fearful of going out of my own house. <laughs> That's what landed me with the first um, being changed from just normal therapy to trauma therapy. Uh, so was becoming to have a fear as an outgoing person that I've always been and loving to laugh. I was becoming an introvert and isolating myself in fear that I didn't want to put myself out there in the public because I was afraid to get hurt. Um, when I lived in Ohio, I had a, I'm not going to use names, but I had a neighbor then, um, without getting into where the neighbor or names, their spouse had social phobia and fear of the public. And we talked and I never understood that and what that means or what people go through or how or what would make someone be so scared of other people until they explain they went through trauma by a really um, highly combative family um, of her spouses, her husband's family. And a lot of deep hurt and trauma he suffered. And a very highly dysfunctional family um, that didn't care about him. And she was always voiced how upset she would get because he'd still put himself back to get hurt time and time again. It reminded me of someone I grew up with telling me about their father of how they watched their grandmother be so abrasive and mean as a mother to their father. And their father was very soft-spoken, and um, I always considered him an outgoing person with a huge heart um, and always helping others, I remember. But 
the abrasive mother um, left a lasting impression, their grandmother. And that really is one of them. The children said, I always just wanted my dad to just stick up for himself against his mother, just stick up one time, put her in her place and stick up. You know, my dad didn't deserve to be treated the way he did by his own mother, and we got to watch this. And how it made my dad become very introvert and afraid to talk. And, and then I think of my neighbor, you know, a neighbor I had in Ohio and now um, never really saw him a lot. And um, it became very debilitating what he was going through. It affected his emotional well-being, his mental health, and it became very debilitating and he um, couldn't work. I'm a thinker and... Um, I always say you're not alone when you go through things. I always believe that. But I'm sitting here at 3.20 in the morning. My anxiety is just off the chart. But so is this damn pain. In the medicine, I doubled up, and I'm still dealing with the pain down my legs. I'm trying to get comfortable. Three pillows now. Um, my hospital specialist have advised how to position pillows, blankets in certain parts of my legs underneath my hip and things like that um, because this tumor is um, the same size but growing bigger than what it was before oncology treatment. So it's pushing on every goddamn thing. Um, this is the truth. I don't talk about my health because I'm so tired dealing with it. But I'm more tired of not having the people who would make my life easier if they were of support unconditionally. I'm not talking... Just, I'm not talking money. I'm talking about emotional support and showing love. And I feel beyond abandoned, unwanted. That's the truth. And I'm validating how I feel. I have that right. But I'm realizing there's other people and... I've met and crossed in my life and how hurt affected them and changed them forever. And I don't want that for me. I don't want that for me. And my heart goes out. Um, and as an empath, rightfully so, that those that should love us and not hurt us and knowing people have gone through things like that had literally changed their life. And these are men. And it's not just happens to women. But that I don't want that for me. And um, I'll continue. And like this morning, early in the morning, I got the state calling me like 8.15 a.m. I'm also thinking because I'm in a position where um, some things can get, I'm not going to say what, but there's some things that could land, you know, we'll just say entity or entities in trouble. And, um, I'm in a position, do you protect people or not? 
um, when I need to just protect myself. That's the truth. Um, as I know what I'm facing with questions and that this is not the first from state interview um, of questions and that and now uh, a disability, but this is separate, state separate what's going on for disability, but um, one particular individual can get into a, we'll just say SHRT world of trouble. Um, well, that's where empath of me, but um, I've confided in one friend that knows what's going on besides just therapist. But as attorney even said, is you can't protect people. As an empath, and I understand you have a huge heart, but you have to look at how people, and whether it's one or many, or I'm not going to say what or whatever, because that's not the point. Point is if someone hurts you, Sometimes people have to learn lessons that it's not okay. And sometimes, like I say, with, um, like my cousin was saying, breaking cycles and things like that, that's in a different entity and it's a different topic, but I'm just saying in general, it's breaking cycles um, and hurtful things that we as human beings do to each other is not okay. Um I think I'm fighting in my mind, too, which may be spiking my anxiety. I can't sleep. Medicine's not enough. I will guarantee you I will be on medicine for my anxiety, which is, I don't need to say severe because it's affecting me daily, but I know I'll be on medicine, and that's what I need um, specifically for anxiety. What I'm taking now is um, it's like trying to help multiple things with one pill. I'm burning through it too fast, obviously. But um, this morning's going to change. It could possibly change your life forever. Um, and I've been as, I mean, try to explain something to someone. Hey, listen, you know, this is serious and listen, this. And um, some people think, you know, they take things as a joke and it's really not. Nothing's been a joke. Um, but you've got to be careful how you treat people that are federally disabled. You gotta be careful. Um, you gotta be careful. But some things, per attorney, as I was told, advised, are out of your hands. Um, they are. You can only warn people so many times. You can only warn an individual so many times whomever, one, many, whatever situation is, and I'm talking in general. But I got anxiety this morning. But um, I'm just thinking out loud, and we're allowed to do that. I'm validating how I feel. I think sometimes I need to say that because it's true I'm validating how I feel. But uh, today's going to be a changer for me. Um, I'm having to address my anxiety, which is affecting me greatly. Um, and then the second time talking to the state, um, 
and questions that will be asked, and I have to be honest, can change. It could change someone's life forever. You yeah. know? And I need to put my empath heart on the shelf and use my common sense, <laughs> my brain. Um, people who are empaths, you know, I'm saying that gets hard. People can hurt you to the core and try to destroy you. And as empath, you still feel. The scary thing is you still feel a little sense of feeling bad for a person that hurt you deeply and, and wouldn't think twice of doing it again if you allowed them. That's just being an empath. I'm working on that with therapy. Something we'll work on today. But uh, this is anxiety. This is my life. This is what I'm going through. And um, starting at 8.15 a.m., things are going to change. Um, positive change for me because I'm being protected. Um, not by those who should protect you. But by those who know you need to be protected um, in every way, shape, or form. But I'll also be glad to get the, um, you know, have my e-visit, you know, video visit with my therapist and her partner to get the medicine and things started. And um, it's crossed my fingers that... Um, We'll find the right medicine, and I know it's not going to, it may not be the first medicine. Um, if I'm lucky, the first medicine will work for anxiety. I, it could be any, it could be a medicine it may take a while. I may have to feel this for a while, but I promise you one thing, because I can feel that connection as I'm on the online support group. I go anonymous. I don't like to use my name or location in that. I really suggest that for anyone. Um, maybe that's just me being paranoid but I don't like going on online groups support groups and putting my name and stuff out there um I don't um I even like using like photo quote of you know some animal lover um this is my profile photo which I do on support group um but I'm realizing that I'm feeling because I'm in tune with my body I'm feeling the connection with the pain anxiety and just feeling um anxiety it's <laughs> just saying feeling it all at once makes your body always your body out of tune out of whack but i gotta remember to um try to watch some tv and maybe fall asleep <laughs> you're right i wish i'm wide awake um, sometimes this medicine can reverse the two side effects and stuff, make you tired, make you awake, which could possibly be doing it. I don't know. My mind's just racing. That's anxiety. It's finest. But um, going on a support group and um, just reading those online and realizing that, man, you know, um, I'm handling this better than most people when I'm going through many things at once. And I need to quit being so damn hard on myself. Because in reality, I need to applaud myself. Because I'm handling everything and many things at once extremely well. 
And a normal people in normal situations would not be able to handle even one thing of what I'm dealing with. And throwing anxiety and the, and the feeling of just once again abandonment and feeling unwanted. Um, I think exile, exile island survivor. I think it's funny I say exile. <laughs> I haven't watched Survivor forever. Can't even watch, sit down and watch a show. Um, I just am hands-on. I try to keep busy with things around the house and that that's how I deal with my anxiety. And I sit. I don't like it because then I think. Um, I can't focus and concentrate watching TV. But then I remembered the stories of those I grew up with and um, what their father went through and how it changed their father. And how they wish, <clears throat> wish their father um, stood up for himself and had a voice but he was afraid to stick up against his own mother because a fear of being chastised and um, people saying how horrible he would say and, and stick up against his own mother, the fear of being judged. But it would have changed his life and things would have turned out different for him. It just says that even as a mother, it's not okay, you know? And as adults, we still have a right to stick up for ourselves, you know, when we know things are wrong or we're not treated well or kindly. And then thinking of someone else I knew in Ohio and their husband and how um, being hurt left a lasting impression and not be able to work and having a fear of the public. And then I thought of myself. Um, this year, I did that. I isolated for a month. I caught myself to the neighbor who was growing concerned. They weren't seeing me, but they saw my car in the garage and wondering what happened to me and am I okay? I wasn't okay. And I could say that now. I wasn't okay. I was not okay. Um, I was very sick. I was under a lot of anxiety. Um, I was in a marriage that wasn't okay. And I started losing sense of myself. Um, but most importantly, I started becoming fearful of people. Um, but I realized I was self-isolating because I was protecting myself from getting hurt um, from anyone in the public. And um, obviously, you see, I freed myself. It's like breaking through chains that bind you and tie you down. And you literally break each one one by one. And you free yourself. And that's how I feel now. But there's a flip side, you know. Um, you have to go through emotional hurt and pain that goes along with all that. And validate all these feelings that I'm now feeling because I finally in my life with outstanding therapy and learning how to feel and to allow myself the right to feel every emotion and validate why am I feeling this way and it's okay to feel this way but I also need to work on that I need to not be so critical judgmental and harsh on myself and um That's something I'm still working on. I am. 
I'm not going to say I hope you make the right decisions. Betty, 15 a.m. talking to the state of Indiana. Um, there's no wrong decision in being honest. There never will be. The truth always will set you free. You know, and hurt um, takes time. It takes time to heal wounds, and sometimes, you know, we have to understand, to me, they're just scabs that grow over the wounds. And we have to be careful that we don't jeopardize ourselves by pulling the scabs off when our heart and our emotions need time to heal. <sighs>